You know, sometimes when you try to uh, do something nice and you talk to the team on the social media and you do something interesting and cool and then it backfires in your face. It's kind of what happened. Uh, welcome to the Taz Show. This is uh, He Taz. Uh, thank you for downloading us at Radio.com or the Radio.com app. I appreciate that. Apple Podcast, uh, yes. Thank you for doing it over there. Maybe you're doing it at Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, or maybe you're doing it uh, at the uh, Spotify's. You know, I appreciate that too. So you're pulling the Taz Show into your life, which is very kind and nice of you. So what am I talking about? It's a very simple fucking deal here, okay? Uh, Taz Hall. So we go on the IG on my official Instagram, Taz Talk, T A Z T A L K, and we put out there, ah, here you go. Little fancy Dan Open, right? Uh, I had the the very, you know, multi talented, uh, unbelievably knowledgeable uh, Bawami. Now, those that listen to Taz and the Moose, the show I co host, the sports radio show on CBS Sports Radio every friggin' day. You know who Buwami is. He predicts scores. He's uh, a unique individual. And I've I've never met him. None of us have ever met Buwami except Pete the Body, who is one of the engineers on the Taz Show, a lead engineer. And, um, you know, he knows Buwami. So I'm telling you the backstory on this for a reason. So what happens is he gets, this is a very rare occurrence, he gets for me, I say, hey, Pete, do me a favor. Can you talk to Buwami? And get him to an open for Taz Hall. And Pete goes, oh, I don't know. That's going to be hard. Come on, bro. Step it up. You can do this. Talk to him for me. So he does. After weeks of conversation, Bawami says, I will do it or whatever he says to Pete. I didn't talk to him. Boom. Gets done. Somehow, some amazing way. It was perfectly, you know, done audio-wise and Everything, I guess, because Pete the Body is a lead engineer. I digress. So we posted on Instagram and just said basically, hey, here's the new open, whatever, for uh, for Taz Hall. And all of a sudden, you people, okay, you people started just peppering me on the IG with questions because you thought it was a friggin' Taz Hall. Like, all right, about to record Taz Hall. Let's go fire away. Uh, yeah. So I can't blame you guys because I can see the confusion. I basically blame Brian, Crying Brian, one of the main producers of the Taz show here. Uh, this is all his idea, so I blame him. Um, yeah, that's perfect. I just blame, blame Brian. That's really simple. So, yeah, so sorry for the confusion, but now what happens is now everything's discombobulated, and that is a word. Okay, so everything's discombobulated now because we got, I still have now leftover Taz Hall on Facebook, I didn't get to from the last Taz Hall Because there's just so much And I owe you that So I'm going to try and do that in this episode And now we got Taz Hall questions From the Instagram post Which wasn't even supposed to be a Taz Hall 
So we got a shitload of questions sitting there that I got to hit. So this is the issues I'm dealing with here. So that's what this episode, basically, yeah, that's basically covers it. Fuck, I don't know what to say. Um, so uh, here we go. Individuals and PKS, it is now time for the Taz Hall. Let your voice be heard. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, Fancy Dan, yeah. So, yeah, a little shout-out. Uh, <laughs> it was nice, but Wami gave to Pete Gass. You guys remember Pete Gass for the Mean Street Posse. Of course you do. So, for those that don't listen to Taz and the Moose, two things. A, you're an idiot. Uh, and three, how about that? A, and then three. Chair shots. No, A, you're an idiot if you listen to Taz and the Moose every day because there's so many elements of the Taz show, the original Taz show, when I was daily with... Sound effects, stores and play, everything, all sorts of shit A lot of jocularity and fun So if you're not a sports fan, yeah, you gotta sit through some sports That's not the end of the world Pete Gass from the Mean Street Posse From WWF fame, he gets this Pete Gass, he supports Taz and the Moose all the time So, you know, it was nice to Bawa- for Bawami to give a little shout out to him like that Individuals and Pete Gass Anyway, I just thought it was funny That's just my point of view Alright, so here we go Without any further ado, we're gonna fly right into uh, Taz Hall and this was the inadvertent Taz Hall. So and begin. So, what do we got here? We got um, we got the underscore rarest underscore Alex. How do you feel about bootleg Taz FTW titles? I know you're against the shirts, and I agree hundred percent. Hashtag Taz is the goat. Hashtag best in the world. All right. Well, Alex, I appreciate the compliments. That's very kind of you. Thank you, sir. Um, and you have a good question here. Listen. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's bullshit. Um, there's there's a lot of them out there for several years uh, that people just and this happens. People just make money off you, man. It's just fucked up. And you know we've we've filed cease and desist um, over the years on a couple of the bigger companies, a couple of well, not even bigger. Some people that we knew we knew were selling like actually making good money on these things, and and we stopped a couple. Um, years ago that was I don't like it at all I think it's wrong And you know mainstream pro athletes That were much bigger names than I was uh, they, they get fucking hacked all the time And get people making money off them And so many people in the wrestling business From years ago and current It's not cool guys Listen I'm just going to give all you people Just some advice Or just in regards to doing the right thing Don't, don't, don't support anybody Who's selling something of someone's likeness Or character that you know that that's someone That's the originator of that or part of that Is not making money off that and not supportive of that I'm not saying I need to make money off FTW Hey shit, look, I could have I could have, I could do it right now I could put out I, I I know enough belt makers I could align with I've had people approach me And 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 make FTW belts And take a picture of one of the belts And support it and pin it to our Twitter account Or wherever and push the shit out of it And you guys will know that I support that FTW belt And you guys would probably buy them I mean a lot of people would These other people You don't see me align with anybody With an FTW belt Anybody Because I don't So any of it All of it It's all bullshit And it's people that are just making money off me And off you Because they're just making something And taking my concept and selling it So Am I bitching about it? Yeah Fuck yeah I am You're damn right Because I stand by what I do That FTW gimmick 
people got to understand something, okay? That FTW thing, the FTW concept, I, Paul Heyman wasn't like doing backflips over that idea when I went to him years ago, okay? I, you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to say I had to beg him to do it, but like, you know, I had to convince him pretty good to do this. And then he trusted it would work and he pushed it the right way and, and he pushed it quick. He supported it. He did the right thing and it worked. You know, and it worked. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's not a real belt. Yeah, okay, that don't matter. People are still making these belts and selling them. I get people a lot ask me about this stuff. I mean, uh, you know, that, that if, I'm telling you, in the past year, I've had two belt designers and makers pro- con- contact me privately, one through a second party, want to know if I want to align with them with FTW belts. This is years after the FTW gimmick. Years after. So the thing still has, obviously, legs. So... I don't support any of that shit, dude Any of that I hate bootleg shit I hate it I hate it all Not just belts, t-shirts, all that stuff It's even I'll be honest Like even with the podcast here You know, not just me I know it happens to Jericho I know it happens to Steve Austin You guys go on YouTube Okay And, you know You'll see From somebody's YouTube page Where they're taking audio Of people's podcasts And playing like the whole episode So they could get You know uh, um, What do you call it More followers and subscribers On their YouTube Or or clicks or whatever That's fucked up (laughs) That's bullshit It really is So Unfortunately I work for a very big company And all we do Is just send an email To You know Our division Our manager for podcasting And then he goes right to legal We've had I don't know shit Five Six you know, cease and desist, shut down where YouTube had to go at people and shut them down. I mean, and stop them. So, if any of you people out there are thinking of doing that, you're going to get shut down. And then you're going to get heat with YouTube and they're going to have your IP address and all this shit or whatever, however it works. You're not going to be able to have a YouTube page anymore. So, it's not worth it. Don't do it. And if you listen to people's like me or other names I mentioned, no matter if it's whoever, JR or Jericho or, or Steve Austin or. Um, whoever Dude you're not supporting them Or me By listening to their content On YouTube You're not supporting them You're supporting that person That guy or girl who has that YouTube page That's what you're doing You're not giving a download for free content To anybody who has free content on iTunes You know Apple Podcasts Or whatever their podcast provider is Like me it's radio.com obviously Through CBS and Entercom So You know you don't pay money for this show Okay so the least you could do Is give it a a download If you you like the show Like my show like any of those other guys show They don't do great shows Give it a download don't go to the YouTube And you know if he's like wow you're really ripping people with the YouTube Yeah I am Fuck yeah I am Because it's bullshit you know, really, they're taking your body of work. So, you get a guy like me or whatever, a guy like uh, like Jericho. You know, people that have successful podcasts or any names I named. I'm not naming any other names. And you're taking their body of work, their years, like my years, of bumping and sacrifice and working my ass off to share that with you guys. You got a YouTube page and you're a hack. You're taking people's content and bootlegging it You're taking all of those years All that blood, sweat, tears All that sacrifice And you're getting a fucking click You're getting a subscription You're getting a download for it And not me Fuck that Dude, we got a guy now, an intern Who goes on YouTube And looks for this stuff 
so I don't have to deal with it. You know, with with with, with you know, with our boss, I get an, I'm CC'd on an email, and I know when they shut these people down. It's really that simple. But uh, Alex, thanks for the question on the FTW belts. Yeah, I think it's a little bullshit. So thanks for the question, though, brother. I appreciate that. All right, uh, Slicky S L I C K I E E. Uh, not a question. Just wanted to say you're amazing. Love all the free lunch. Oh, thank you, my man. I appreciate that, Slick. Uh, good looking out, brother. All right, what else we got? We got uh, Buck Sing. Nice name, Buck Sing. Uh, in your time on radio, you have made so many stars, i.e., the Captain KFJ, Handsome Johnny, uh, Chan Man, Kingsman, plus uh, Lee Mean, uh, plus many more. Now with Morning Show, you have again made stars from Buford Heller, <laughs> Brad Heller, uh, Frankie Heller, you know, I, I know what he's those that listen to Tasmus get the joke, um, and White Nerdy, uh, he's talking about uh, Andrew Bogus, AB. How do you make stars out of enhancement talent on such a regular basis? Well, Buck Singh, that's an absolute question, and it's a great observation by you. Uh, I give the rub to many jobbers. This is what I've become. I try to help the unwanted and the untalented. So, except for Lee Mean and Chan Man, those guys are talented. Kingsman, I don't know. Um, but anyway, no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking around. Nah, dude, I don't. I, I, I know you joke around with your question, but I, I just people that I feel have the gift of gab or or can react, play off me well. I've had a lot of really, really interesting producers during the Taz show, and most of those guys played off me well. And I played off them well, and that's how you build chemistry. You know, one or two of them I didn't really have good chemistry with, and that, that's why they didn't last. But, you know, uh, no, there's, there's, it's about chemistry, it's about flow. But I, I appreciate the jocularity, funny question. But thanks for supporting all my content. I do appreciate that. All right, this is a really good question here, guys. Check this one out Pat the Hitman Heart. <laughs> nice. Uh, Pat the Hitman Heart. Do non-English speaking broadcasters Have communication with Vince McMahon Or anyone else to drive The storyline's door and all before the match That's a great question, I gotta tell you I don't know if I've ever been asked that question But it's a spectacular question Um The answer, the short answer is no Uh, they don't Um, they don't I would think Um Maybe over years It's changed a little bit But no they don't um, Even during uh, all the success Of the Spanish Spanish announced team uh, My years All my years in WWE no, Those guys kind of just They really didn't meet with Vince They didn't, not that much at all, ever I don't think ever I've never heard of it, never seen it I know Kevin Dunn You know, obviously is uh, you know EVP Jones, Big Boss City You know, he would basically run yeah, I should say he does run the, the truck and all production. He would, um, he would at times talk to them, like for obviously counts in and out of breaks and where they're going, blah, 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 what you got to do, what you're doing here, you all this kind of jazz. Hey, well, this is coming up. Hey, we're going to go to a replay. Um, but a lot of times, if uh, with all these other teams they have there now, I'm not sure if those people are bilingual. You got the team from Turkey, you got the team from Greece, you got the team from France. You know, I don't know if these people can speak English. I don't really know um, But I do know this much Vince McMahon uh, I've never heard of him meeting with anybody Except for the uh, English speaking broadcasters How fortunate For the English speaking broadcasters yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, no, Vince brings a lot of knowledge So you definitely learn um, Here we go 
Elistic, E-L-L-I-S-J-C-2. God, dog it. Thoughts on JR negotiating a contract with AEW? Thanks for all the free lunch you've given us over the years. Well, thank you, sir. Um, thoughts on that? I, I actually did catch the ESPN thing. I, I missed the first, like, maybe 40 seconds of it. I saw JR on my TV. I'm like, hey, there's good old JR. Um, and I, I sat and I watched a segment, and I thought he, you know, I thought he came off real good. Uh, JR is a pro, you know what I mean? He's a pro's pro, obviously. So he's a legend. We know that. Um, yeah, you know, I was a little. Um, how do I word this? I don't. A surprise is an overstatement. That's, I wasn't surprised. I was a little, a little like okay, intrigued. That he, JR, would say that on such a big platform, you know. But I, I really feel my opinion that was by design. JR's a smart guy, and he and his agent, they probably wanted to get that out there, or AEW maybe wanted them to get that out there. I don't think, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say, I don't think. I do know that JR is very smart and understands business better than most people you're gonna find. So JR is not gonna go on a platform like ESPN. And say something that he knows isn't going to get some traction. He knew that was going to get traction, and that's smart by him. So that's my my first impression opinion. Um, what's what's the details behind it, or how much juice is behind Jr. going to AEW or potentially working out, negotiating the deal? I have no idea. I would assume he's telling the truth. I wouldn't think he would lie about something like that again on such a big stage. But if he does that, good luck to him. I mean, I, I, I you know what? I, if AEW does that and they have JR as the lead play-by-play guy, no flag by me. I respect the shit out of JR. He's great. I mean, I, I think he do a great job. So if they're going to go that route and go with JR, I say fuck it. You want to bring credibility to the game? Go, go for it. You know, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, if that if that's really what's going on. So, um, I the other thing I would say about this uh, is I, just my assumption. No one told me this. I'm assuming It's just I'm not trying to pry into anybody's business here I'm just saying because you asked the question I would think For JR to say that again On ESPN On camera with video not just audio Either His negotiations with AEW Are either close to being finalized Or they are finalized And But if they were finalized I would think that AEW would would mention that and promote that as with JR. So that's why I think maybe this is close to being finalized. Again, just my assumption uh, from my experience, you know. So so but I appreciate the question. It was a very good question. So uh, good luck to both parties, JR and AEW. So hopefully it, it all works out in the end for, for all those folks. <clears throat> Joel underscore hey wow, take two. Uh, that was, I don't know what just happened Joel underscore Hey What the fuck that even meant What was that Joel underscore Hey Try it again Joel underscore Hastings There it is Nailed it Okay uh, What was the general consensus in the locker room When the movie The Wrestler came out with all the shots of behind the curtain and inside baseball talk. <laughs> thank you and good moment, sir. Okay, Joel, thank you, sir. Appreciate the question. Uh, good vernacular you used there, like inside baseball, and uh, good moment. Uh, Mike Johnson, IP, IT, IP, IP, intellectual property. All right, so 
I remember this when this came out. I remember the movie. I saw the movie. It was kind of sad. You know, as a wrestler watching, it's like, yeah, it was sad. Um, great movie. If you're into movies, it was a great movie. If you didn't see it, watch it. Um, I think a lot of wrestlers that I talked to, I'm trying to remember where the hell I was at that. And I think probably was in TNA at that time. I'm thinking that's where I was. Jeez, I don't even know. Remember what year that came out, but. I remember, I do remember talking to some of the guys, and it, and I felt the same way too. It felt like, wow, that hit home. That's like kind of the, it, you know, we all as wrestlers, if if you're in your prime now, let's say you're younger and you're in your prime, um, you know, and it's not a knock on anyone, you know, wrestlers, veteran guys that are in that role, that are working, um, that are working. You know what I mean, like. Still on the independent scene and grinding and you know struggling and it's you know the mighty have fallen you know you all know as a, as guys and girls in the business you know people like that and you don't look down on them you wish the best of them and you hope you know want them to keep working and you just and a lot of times that happens like what, what happened with uh, Mickey Rock's character there what was he the Ram I think it was called like Randy the Ram or something like that um, and yeah so this came out around. 2009 I think I was in TNA in 2008 Whatever um, You know you You, you kind of look at it like Man you feel bad But you know It's what happens sometimes If you don't save your money uh, Or if you don't make enough money coming up Or maybe you fall in hard times Or have some family issues or whatever And it happens And you go back to the well of Well I know how to get in the ring and work And, and I know how to perform and work this character This is how I've made my living um, so it was sad It's sad Like the guys I spoke to And it was sad Because You know You don't want to end up In that in a role like Randy the Ram ended up The character In, in the wrestling you, you try not to But I don't begrudge Anybody I hope the best For any Any guy or girl That I've crossed paths With over the years In the wrestling business That um, Is still out there Bumping And if they're in their 50s Or in their late 40s Or, or late 50s Or whatever And they're still Somehow some way Grinding God bless you, and I hope it's going well, and I only wish the best for all those people. So, um, but look, how could, I mean, I don't think you have to be a former pro wrestler or current wrestler to watch the movie The Wrestler and realize it's sad, you know? It's a sad deal, you know what I mean? Um, Really, so, you know, that's my take on it for the most part. All right, here we go. Thank you for the question, Joel. Uh, Thomas Charles Gentry. So again, this is all on Instagram, guys. This whole fucking deal we're doing right now is IG. Yeah. So, uh, Taz, uh, what can up? Wow, Thomas, what are we doing here? I'm going to read this, ladies and gentlemen, exactly the way Thomas wrote this. Taz, what can up and coming? Okay. Damn. This is the problem. This is the problem when you try to do a worldwide award-winning podcast while you're reading at the same time. And why I'm blaming Brian again because the printout and typo. This is what it's supposed to say. Taz, what can up-and-coming guys do to set themselves apart look-wise? I feel like too many guys have black tights and black hair, black hair and beards. Hashtag Tasshole Jones. Well, sir, you feel like most guys have black tights, black hair, and beards. Of course, they do. Yes. So that's the reason why you feel like that Because that's what you're seeing Just like during my prime Years ago coming up Everybody wanted to be Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair So everybody had long blonde hair 
you know, everybody. Um, not everybody, the bulk of guys. Here's the thing. In defense of these current, we're just talking men, guys, not, not the women for a second, talent, you know. Um, it's very hard in defense to these young cats today. It's very hard to be original. It's very hard to have an original look because the more the business evolves and the more penetration of the business we see and content that's everywhere now with the business, which is great, the harder it is to have a look that's original. That's the thing. You could grab any wrestler today that's successful in WWE or any other territory or company and you could find elements and, and something will click. Oh, that guy's trying to be a little bit like this guy. Oh, that guy's trying to be like that guy. It's very easy to do. You get some guys that are extremely unique. I mean, I think Velveteen Dream's like a very unique character and he does a great job. And But then you look at him for those that remember the late, great Jimi Hendrix. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's the, kind of his whole gimmick. But I'm talking about from wrestling, I'm sure... There's other wrestlers that had a similar feel to Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix was in his fame in the 70s, you know, uh, as an amazing, one of the world's greatest guitar players of all time. So, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough, Thomas, to, you know, Thomas Charles Gentry, if that is your real name. It's tough to for guys to kind of set themselves apart. The beard thing and the black hair long thing, I, yeah, it's every. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it really is a lot, and I'm not knocking any of these guys. I mean, but it really is. I mean, and it's it. I I do think that you know it, it could be a. Uh, I mean, it's, there's beards everywhere. <laughs> like if you just look at WWE, I mean, from Daniel Bryan to AJ to Seth Rollins to Ambrose to to uh, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. I mean, it, you could go on and on and on and on. Revival, uh, Usos. I mean, it's <laughs> War Raiders. It, it, it's it's it's, uh, it, it's everywhere. It's a lot of beards, a lot of beards, a lot of beards, a lot of beards. Alistair Black, I forgot about him. Um, yeah, it's on and on and on. I got a beard. Um, so <laughs> Bobby Roode's got a beard. Bray Wyatt's got a beard. Yeah, so anyway, it, you know, it's... It, and again, I'm not knocking these guys. I'm, they're all great. But I remember, like, a long time ago, it wasn't like that. It was, like, weird. All of a sudden, he's got facial hair. It's, like, it's crazy. It's everywhere. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I To me, I'm like, if somebody's a good-looking guy, like, from a male perspective, if you're a guy, right, like... Um, uh, let's just say Roman Reigns, right? Roman Reigns is a good-looking guy. Seth Rollins, he's a good-looking guy. All right, I'm secure enough in my manhood to say these are good-looking guys. Okay, if neither of those men, Rollins or Reigns, had a beard, they probably their face would look even better because they got square jawline, all that stuff. They got a sculptured face, so it's a good look. That's where the word babyface came from, right? It's it's guys who babyface guys who are good-looking guys. Those are back in the day who all. Uh, the women, the girls liked. It was a male-dominated business, and you were trying to impress females and ladies and all that stuff. But back in the day, I mean, I'm not saying guys didn't have beards, but like, I don't know, Rock and Roll Express. Okay, the Rock and Roll Express, they were arguably the greatest tag team you're ever gonna really watch work in the ring. Like, they were ahead of their time. Okay, and I'm telling you right now, like, these motherfuckers were over. Like, over like Rover, like over. Okay, they didn't have beards. Right, I'm just saying, they were, they were two young guys, good-looking guys. They did the whole rock and roll thing, and they didn't have beards. You know, I mean, 
uh, Hulk Hogan was the biggest baby face of all time. He had a Fu Manchu mustache. You know, Fu Manchu mustache. The blonde hair made it. Uh, that helped him, but he didn't have the beard. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not saying no one should have a beard. I'm not saying that these guys are bad performers or workers. Um, but I would like to see people set themselves apart. I also remember after the whole blonde hair thing went on, and there was another look in the middle there, and then everybody had the bald head and the goatee because everybody wanted to look like Steve Austin. So I know during my prime, I tried to look different. So I grew a goatee, which had nothing to do with Steve Austin because I was doing my thing like right before he was, he, before he hit his big stride in WWE because he came in ECW um, before he was a big, big thing in WWE and all that stuff and all his great success that Steve's had. So, but the, he gets credit for all the ball-headed guys with the goatees. Um, I tried to, what I did was I had a little bit of a mo. I didn't have a mohawk, I had a mo. So I had, that's just the top of your head, not a full mohawk, so I used to call it the mo. So, just to be different, because uh, I wanted to stand out. I mean, I, I you know, because there were a few guys straggling around that had mohawks. But I think it's important to, well, like, look, we're saying like, I mentioned the Rock Roll Express. So years later with baby faces, The Rock. I didn't even think of The Rock, okay? Rock is a very good looking guy. Still, as he gets older, still a great looking guy. During his prime, he didn't have a beard. You know, he was clean faced Jones. You know, I just think guys, he good guys, bad guys, you know, heels, baby faces don't matter. Everybody wants to look like a tough guy. Doesn't mean they're not tough guys, but they all want to look rugged because they don't want I, I guess they just want to be they want that rugged look You know what I mean They just want that rugged look um, I, I, John Cena All the success he's had Clean face guy Okay as, and, and, But he's not this generation He's a little bit older now um, Just think about it You know The, the, the beard and the, the dark hair The black hair You're right I mean I, I um, You know Look I have a beard Okay And I love having a beard Okay But I'm not a, a wrestler anymore I had a beard when I was wrestling, but not everybody had beards, you know? God, I wish we were on Taz and Moose right now because Pete the Body, who I mentioned, the Afford mentioned, Pete the Body, a big engineer, Taz and Moose. There's a little sound of drop we have where it says, uh, it's me, I don't know where it came from. I said, I love bearded men. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm like, God, I wish we had that. We don't have that. It would be perfect right now. All right, anyway, but there you go. I, it's tough to separate yourself. It really, it's just, it's tough. I mean, this it's these these wrestlers today. It's hard. It, there's there's so much has been done. Seriously, it really is. But good question, Thomas Charles Gentry. Uh, where else we got? Uh, la 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 la. Lenny XCA. If you were in your prime today with all these promotions, where would you have likely ended up? ROH, New Japan, MLW, WWE, etc. And thank you for making my cardio more enjoyable with the pod. Ah, I'm glad I could help you with your cardio. I got to get back to my cardio, so uh, I slipped a little bit here. But anyway, um, where would I end up? I don't know. I, I would, I would probably say WWE, only because it's embraced now that you don't have to be six three and two seventy, uh, just jammed with muscle all over the place and look like a bodybuilder. So being, you know. 5'9 and and athletic with joint locks and suplexes and you know a mean uh, disposition is embraced today heavily by WWE so 
I would say WWE probably because I'd want to go where I make the most money. But and I do think my style would fit in there now. Uh, all those companies you mentioned, I, when I was in my prime, it's gonna sound very conceited, but I don't give a fuck. But I'm gonna say it anyway. I feel like my style would have fit in any of those promotions with no problem. Um, with no problem. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor tries to do a lot of what ECW did. MLW is a company I think is great too. Similar, very similar feel to old school NWA, MLW, and ECW. Um, so um, uh, and New Japan. Uh, I worked for New Japan years ago, many times. So, you know, but um, good, uh, good question. Uh, P underscore Loria forty five. The question is for Taz, the trainer. If you had one month to work in the ring one on one with Ronda Rousey to fine tune her ring ability, what things would you work on? What if that's Paul Loria, who worked some shows years ago in Eastern Championship Wrestling? Interesting. Uh, got me thinking now. Threw me off here. Anyway, um, all right. Well, P underscore Loria, what would I do with Ronda Rousey? All right. Well, I'll give some free training advice because that's what I do. I give free shit out here all the time because I'm an idiot. Um, the main thing with Ronda Rousey is her transitional physical work. It's not. Her movements, it's not her takedown ability. She's obviously extremely credible. Uh, even though I do think she, her moveset needs to be expanded a little bit. Um, I would uh, work on her, what she's doing in between moves. That's the key. How do you make me feel as a viewer when I'm watching a male or female as a professional wrestler and entertainer and athlete? What are you doing in between high spots? What are you doing in between uh, you do an underarm spin or single leg takedown or some sort of a, a, a suplex or some sort of a, a, a Sayanagi throw or you know any judo arsenal she uses? What are you doing in between? Like, what are you doing in between? What's your movements like in between? What's your physicality like in between? That's what she's lacking. And what you, where you get that How you get better at what I just said She's lacking You get better at that Through years of experience Which she don't have So they put her out on the grand stage And she's not ready Because she don't have those little things But they taught her enough To make her more than passable Because her credibility And because she's definitely done Been doing a lot better in the ring Physically for sure I mean, no, again, no one's discrediting her her talent, her toughness, her her credibility as, as, as a judoka or mixed martial artist. No, no, you'd be an idiot to do that. She's a, she's a UFC Hall of Famer and deservedly so. Um, but that doesn't play a big part into professional wrestling. <laughs> so that's the thing, you know. So that that's what I would do right there. But good question, Paul underscore Gloria 45. Uh, I appreciate it. Oh, man, I'm getting a little dry. Getting a little dry here. Mm-mm-mm. Still got more of the uh, IG. Then I got to try and jump over and do this. It's going to be a long podcast, guys. Long podcast. And I got to still do some of the Facebook ones I didn't do yet. So, and I, I kind of, I'm at a point where I'm parched, if that is a real word. Um, so. It's time to get rolling here. Hang on. Give me a second, guys. 
Jones. Oh God! Went down the wrong pipe. All right, H2O City, right there, baby. All right, here we go. Uh, we're gonna go into break here. Water break just happened. That was great. Now we're gonna go into a real break. Let's have a break. I'll continue with Taz Hall. Uh, grab some more of these on the IGs, and then we'll go to the, the Facebook leftovers on this impromptu Taz Hall that's being done because. Of a screw up on social media. All right, I'm Taz. Sit tight, right back. All right, Big Hoss, we're back here, Taz Show. Oh, man, this is like there's so much to do. I mean, you know, there's so much to do here. Uh, the, the Facebook, we just had a, during a break, a quick little circle up. That's probably the wrong one to use, but we had a little combo. Uh, it's, yeah, it's confusing. Because of the questions from the old one, that when the new post with the task hole open, it's like it's just it's disjointed. It's usually succinct the way Taz Hole's done, and now it's not. It's all fucked up. But it will be the rest of this, the, the the rest of the week here, the week of the 25th of March 2019. We're gonna we're gonna circle up hard here and get this shit back. Too many crickets, killing me. All right, anyways. Um, so uh, where were we? We got we're going back to the uh, we're back to the uh, IG on the Taz Hall. I'm just just annoyed, just the way the whole thing went about here. I I I, I you know I was going off when this first happened. I was mad at Brian, mad at myself. <sighs> but anyway, so that's the deal. All right. Uh, what do we got here? The Dean of Psy. Wow. Do you think WWE will eventually end the brand split? I don't think so. I don't think they have to. I think I, you know. I think it's it's kind of like it's kind of in a, in a, a role right. I don't think they need to put any more attention on it. They're kind of like they're doing what they're doing. They've created enough credibility behind both the titles on both brands. That's the key. The other key is they're kind of staying true to keeping town on each show. Now, some bounce around for sure, and it does sometimes tick you off. Might tick me off too. But they're not doing it over the top. I mean, unless I'm missing something. Sometimes I do get confused who's on what show. I think some so many people do that do do that at times. Um, but it's about the titles. I mean, and that's the thing. It, it, the more titles you have, the more opportunity is to get people over. Um, and they're keeping credibility on titles. They're keeping the titles pushed the right way and dealt with the right way. So I think that's very important to bring up. So no, I I, I don't know. My gut tells me that I don't think they would end it right now. I think they're going so deep into it right now. Why would they? They have established announced teams that you know who's on which team. You know, like for the most part. I mean, 
yeah, they're doing the, the mixed uh, pay-per-view Jones, and we know that. Uh, so they're ready to set the table on that. So uh, no, I don't think they will. The Dean of Psy. I don't think they will. The Kingsman, 36, that is. You know, you people know the Kingsman. Uh, he says, as you must. Yes. <laughs> That's a Bawami line. Yes, Kingsman is another supporter of Taz and the Moose, which I said earlier. You know, if you enjoyed the Taz show Live every day And the jocularity And I put out one of the Lean Mean videos Which from back in the day When we were live every day And with video and how awesome it was You never know, one day that might come back But right now it's not You're going to get that same vibe Now I have a co-host with Mark Belusis The Moose But you're going to get that same vibe For the most part on Taz and the Moose For three hours Now we do talk sports a lot That's our job but we have a lot of fun, there's a lot of jocularity If you absolutely hate sports Then I don't suggest you listen to the show And if you're a fan of American soccer Or as some of you people that aren't from America call Football F-U Well I mean the spelling, not F-O-O-T Football, football You will not like Taz and Moose because we don't cover that So, uh, but we do have uh, We talk mostly football Basketball some baseball and any other crazy shit that happens But we have a lot of fun There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of we're, You gotta be self-deprecating if you're working on that show We all rib each other, take shots at each other It's a good time And the sound effects store is in full effect on that bitch So I'm telling you that right now uh, So Kingsman gets it He's on top of Taz and the Moose So you can listen to that every day, guys Every day CBS Sports Radio, radio.com you Listen live, 6am Eastern to 9am Eastern Plug Jones Know that no reason to do it, but that's what I do. Steve Sassano, Taz, your content lets me survive the New York City Suffolk County commute. Appreciate all your hard work. That's uh, what's your favorite custom belt of all time? Million dollar belt slash smoke um, slash smoking skull. FTW belt not included. Oh. Ah, you got me, Steve. As I'm reading your fuck, as I'm struggling reading because I can't read, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna tell this guy FTW about. No, Steve shut me down. Um, what's my favorite custom belt? The million dollar belt was badass. I, I would lean towards the million dollar belt. Try to think of uh, any other custom like gimmick belts like that. I'm so locked into the FTW belt as you can imagine. And by the way, when he says New York City Suffolk commute. Suffolk is a county on Long Island That's towards the end of Long Island Well, more towards the middle to the end of Long Island So it's part of New York So Suffolk County, he's talking about There's a lot of different towns in Suffolk County So that's just, so Long Island is broken up For those that don't know Of Nassau County and Suffolk County Nassau's a little closer Towards the New York City Give me fuck, what am I, fucking Rand McNally? You're fucking talking about You people don't give a shit If you live in Florida or California or an island You give a fuck about the counties uh, on Long Island No, you don't No, so what am I doing Anyway, I, I would say the million dollar belt was pretty cool, Steve But I, I you, you kind of you, you took you took the bullets out of my gun Because I couldn't see FTW So I'm a little annoyed at that But thank you for the question, sir Alright um, Joy Bawikwa Taz the pop you received when you debuted at Master Square Garden with WWE was unbelievable. I still watch it. Could you share your feelings when you heard the MS Genians? Never heard that. Going nuts. Hashtag Taz Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, I've talked about this. 
Oh god A ton On the human podcast machine When I had When it was called Human podcast machine And on the Taz show Here And when I make rare appearances On other shows or podcasts Very rare And you must be a newer listener To my content Which I respect And I'll I'll, I'll just tell you real quick Yeah no It was the most amazing Feeling I've ever had In my professional life Ever Was that pop uh, but I also knew when I was coming out, like I might be in trouble here, because I knew that that pop was not built by WWE, and they might want to change me. That's how it was in WWE back then. It's definitely different now. They, I think today, if I came out to the Garden as a debuting wrestler and they pop like that, or at the Barclays Center or wherever. I think WWE would embrace it today I think Vince McMahon would embrace it And the people that were closest to Vince Would embrace it more than they did years ago uh, That's just my opinion So, But I, I, it was an amazing pop, pop And I thank everybody who was in live attendance there uh, And it was awesome um, And I'll never forget as long as I live It was great So, And, and thank you for bringing it up Joy Barica Appreciate that uh, Anthony GT Van Taki There's a great chance I read that wrong Anthony G TV and hockey I got better on that one Guys uh, In large caps for some reason Guys if this was a Taz Hall Notification it would have closed Up within 45 Seconds Yeah so see what Anthony's saying You're right Ant What he's saying is Usually the Taz Hall we pump it out there on IG and Facebook. Hey, which task we're going to get recorded in a little bit, you know, fire away with the questions. And then fucking about a minute later, you know, we got a ton and then it's deleted. Delete, 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 delete. So, so that's what Anthony's saying. You are correct, sir. Where else are we? All right, here we go. Oh, this is long. Jimmy Ebb, AIB. Listen, Jimmy, before I read this fucking diatribe you sent us here, okay? Please, sir. Not just you. There's a lot of people who send these long ass fucking questions. You gotta stop. You gotta tighten the shit up. Okay? You gotta tight you can't send long questions like that. For future Taz Hall, what are your thoughts when a guy or a girl is cutting a promo in the ring and when they're getting interrupted? The person interrupting then comes out to do their shtick like they would if they were in a match. Like they would if they were in a match? Question mark. Uh-huh. I feel if you're going to interrupt somebody. You should just come out with a mic in hand Or just walk straight to the ring Music is fine But adding all that extra shit Just makes it seem gimmicky Just a thought Jimmy, I understand what you're saying At times I do think to do what you're suggesting is important Um, I I think at times It's important not even to come out with a microphone Or have anyone hand you a mic And not even come out with music To make it feel organic and real uh, to really suspend that that disbelief You know what I mean So for the work part of the business But the reason why most of the times you see this Especially from WWE They're trying to brand these talents By playing their music in their video wall And it builds It feels more star powerful-ish Which is true You feel more star power from it That's the reason why that happens uh, And I get why they do that But I also get what you're saying too So shined underscore Izzle Hey Taz, new listener here Really dig your pod 
Do you think there are too many active championships in WWE? Does it seem a bit crowded, or is it just me? All right, Shine underscore Isley Izzel. Uh, good question. I, I kind of covered this before, but I didn't, you know, didn't even realize you had this question here. But I get what you're saying about too many titles. I don't agree with you, though. Because of the brand split with the NXT, the SmackDown, the Raw, the 205, all this shit. So I get it. You know, um, look, you got, you got, okay, you got SmackDown Women's title, you got Raw Women's title, you got WWE Champion, you got Universal Champion. I understand. You got Intercontinental title, you got US title, you got Cruiserweight Championship, you got SmackDown Tag Titles, you got Raw Tag Team Titles, you got now the Ladies Tag Team, Women's uh, World Tag Team Titles, you got <laughs> NXT Tag Team Champions, you got uh, NXT North American Champions, you got NXT Women's Champions, you, you got uh, 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 NXT UK Women's Champion, you got NXT UK Tag Team Champions, you got WWE. Uh, United States uh, a champion um, Yeah It's a lot of titles I think I got them all But you have to understand something sir They have Multiple brands They're a fucking monster to WWE <laughs> So you gotta have those titles And it helps make these young talents You got your NXT show You got your 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 NXT UK show You got your you got your uh, 205. You got your, your SmackDown. You got your Raw. I mean, look, you, you, you almost got to do that. And, and having the the, uh, the Raw um, women's, I'm sorry, Raw, the um, Raw, I'm saying, look at me. Having the WWE women's tag team titles, I think is a good thing. And, and as I do this, it's the Boston Hulk connection as the champions, Bailey and Sasha. So. Nah, man, I'm all good with it. Um, I'm all good with it, dude. I, I think, and I explained it earlier. I said, just said it now. You got it helps make the talent. It helps these titles are making a lot of these younger talents. A lot of the, a lot of these younger talents are being made by these titles right now. But it's like I always say, and I'll say it to my grave. Um, there's two reasons why there's a title. You either have a title on somebody because the title is going to make that person, or you have that person make the title. In this case. Uh, NXT UK Women's Champion Tony Storm's a champ As I record this She's a tremendous young talent Looks great, works great um, I'm a fan But that new title Is helping make her She's not making that title And that's not a knock on her She's young She's new Okay That title is helping make her You know what I mean uh, Velveteen Dream Over like Rover Okay That NXT North American title I know it's had some pretty good champions But it's not as over as the titles Other titles I think in that case Dream Helps that title I do You know what I mean Same thing with the With the with the Sasha and Bailey As I mentioned a moment ago They're stars They're helping make These new champions New championships I should say These new belts So I, I gave you The right feel On the whole thing So I mean I have thoughts on all this With champions and, and belts To me it's a very Important topic um, I know a lot of people Might feel different than me But I really don't Give a shit um, That's how I feel Alright uh, The Noroto Uncussed the Noto, the Notor Io cuss. Man, this kind of made me think of Pat McGroin. Sorry if I spelled it wrong. No, you spelled it right. Uh, he's the best what we got. Extremely bad. Woo. Remember Pat McGroin? Best what we got. Woo. He would do the yeah, fucking good old uh, Tasho days uh, when we do it every day. Then he says, this guy, the No Ultra cuss. Don't ask me why. Not a fan of the new gimmick. But if you like it, fuck what I think. Well, guess what, sir? The second part of what you said is spot on. Fuck what you think. Um, and I don't even know what this new gimmick is you're talking about. 
I mean, you're talking about Taz Halls. Taz Halls, um, in research from the people I work with, I've talked about this before, the amount of <laughs> love these shows get in regards to business uh, from you guys, the audience, is tremendous. And it's, it's I feel, very good interaction as the, 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 the programmers that work, I work with for, you know, the company I work for. Um, I love interacting with you guys. I don't have live phone lines to do that with you at the moment. But like I used to have So, you know, I mean This works And I'm not I don't even know You're saying this new You know, this 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 new gimmick You know, new format That's what you're talking about and I, I don't even, like I said I don't even know what that is Because I, I, I would do more reaction to shows Okay, I still react to shows So maybe at times I don't feel like reacting to a show You know um, Maybe I do it's if you do what you want to do, you get your own podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate you supporting the show, uh, but I'm just saying, like, and you don't have to like everything I do, and I respect that. That's fine. You're also not paying. It's just fucking free. There are people with all the shit you got to pay for, you know, and and a lot of you people love some of these fucking guys, and they're charging money. So go love them, and then you can tell them what you want. Because they're charging you money You can give them suggestions And they'll be more open to it They should be Because they're charging you money If the day ever comes That I'm charging money For my content I don't know That could happen But if that ever happens I promise you I'll be much more embracing To anyone that might feel entitled I don't know If, I, if I'm getting so, I listen to different podcasts at times That have nothing to do with wrestling and there's a football podcast I used to listen to And, and I, I listened to a couple times I liked it Then I'm like Ah this kind of Is the shits It sucks Did I go on social media And say something to The, the two hosts that do it No Because they didn't charge me money So what I do I stopped listening to it That's all They weren't charging me money Why would I say Why would I bitch to them Or I know you're quasi joking here And I'm probably getting a little sensitive that's what I do I get fucking annoyed at shit Yes You know that so That's my role Alright, we're done with the fucking IG I mean Alright, let me God, there's a couple more Man, this is like the longest podcast ever I didn't even go to the Facebook yet Whoever's doing cardio You could do this for two days of cardio uh, I am dot Disney dot nine Hey Taz, do you see a racial issue when it comes to Kofi Kingston becoming a champion? I'm reading so much this week about the WWE and the African American performers not getting the recognition that they deserve and the company is still sensitive to the issue. Thanks. Okay, I am .disney.9. I appreciate the question. All right, serious topic obviously. Uh, no problemo. I'll discuss it briefly here. Um, a couple things. Uh, all right. I I see. I'm going to be blunt. Okay. I see. Uh, this is just my opinion. I, I, you got to preface it like that because obviously when we're talking about any racial or potential racial stuff, you got to make sure you're clear here. Um, and I like to have fun on my podcast. Yeah, I don't usually get into heavy topics, but it's a legitimate question. I see no issue. With race And African American, perform, African American performers Or not Or white performers Or Hispanic Or Asian I see In my years in WWE I've never witnessed it 
I've never witnessed a problem. Never. Uh, I never witnessed it. I actually never heard. I know there was some stuff. And I, I never even heard, like, in you know, my ears, anybody. You know, I never did. Uh, a couple things. As far as the New Day goes, okay, I think they're great. And I think the stuff Kofi's been doing is fucking tremendous. I know Kofi. I love Kofi. He's as nice of a guy that you'll never get hear anybody in this business say any bad shit about Kofi Kingston. He is that good of a guy. He's that good of a person. Jesus, he has worked for WWE. I, I don't know, guys, how many years he's been there. He's been there making a great, amazing living. Amazing living. <laughs> and he's earned every dime for a long time. A long time. Now, I'm saying that because I'm, I'm telling you that because I feel WWE doesn't like Kofi. They love Kofi. That starts with Vince McMahon. Uh, same thing with Big E. Same thing with, with Woods. They they would not be there as long as they're there if they weren't not and pushed the way they've been pushed, and how hard and long they've been pushed. So I'm I'm just telling you, like I'm from a different elk, where I don't look at the big push and the big money as well. You got to be the world heavyweight champion. I don't look at it like that. I think that's great and that's important if you could do that. Okay, but. Kofi has been with WWE in some way, shape, or form. It's got to be since like 2005, 2006. Um, I, I remember, I remember, remember he had like another feeder streak going on and all this stuff and the push he was getting. And then going into jumping into the New Day uh, has been just an amazing thing for him, along with those other two men. I, I got to be honest. Um, I, I don't see a problem. I, I think it's. It's a, it's a gimmick they're doing here. Vince, I think, is trying to be a little edgy without being it, without being bluntly edgy by making Kofi have to do all this different stuff to get to WrestleMania, to get a shot, you know. Um, and, I, and he's trying to, Vince, it's smart. He's triggering everyone. People are just not just African-American wrestling fans, but fans are like, come on, what are you doing with Kofi? Let this guy go and get, you know, I get I get what they're doing. I, I'm just telling you, like, I saw the Big E stuff where he went on one of his social platforms or and he was talking and, and saying a lot of stuff like, you know, this is it, maybe we should quit or whatever. And I, I think the bulk of what he's saying, the bulk is a work. I mean, I, that's being honest here, guys. Like, you know, it's this is a work, like what we're witnessing here. That's the first thing. It's a work. Um, I, I, I watched my first things thinking, well, if it was a shoot with Biggie saying, I'm thinking to myself, fuck, man. I wish, I wish when I was a wrestler, a wrestler in WWE, I had the push that any member of the new day had <laughs> I'm like yo And I'm not African American I knew plenty of other guys and girls In the locker room I was in when I was a wrestler In WWE that were African American That were white That were Hispanic that were Asian That weren't getting the big pushes Okay so it didn't matter What you know What color your skin was It didn't matter so I don't I, I'm just being honest I am dot Disney dot nine I'm just telling you how I feel I don't, I don't think that's the case I just don't I don't um, And if you currently I went through a litany of the championship belts in WWE A moment ago with a question I don't recall the question It was like five minutes ago How about that 
Bobby Lashley is the Intercontinental Champion. He's African-American. Velveteen Dream is the North American Champion. He's African-American. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm saying, I understand what you're alluding to. I'm not defending WWE. I'm just saying we've seen African-American champions and they're great champions or Hispanic champions or Asian champions or Samoan champions or, you know, I mean, uh, of minorities being champions. I mean, so, I mean, we, we have three Samoan uh, great performers in the Usos and Samoa Joe that are champions right now. I mean, so uh, uh, we have Asuka who, who, who's Asian, who's Japanese. She's the women's champion. Okay, I, I understand. Okay, you're, you're, what you're getting at is the main champions. You know, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, those main belts. Or, uh, well, Asuka's got a main belt. She's Japanese. She's a SmackDown Women's Champion. But you're I'm assuming I am .disney.9 You're speaking of the man And you're speaking of Brock Lesnar who's a white man And Daniel Bryan who's a white man I, Listen um, I get what you're saying I'm giving you my feel on it um, I, I don't As far as the recognition African American Performers get or don't get with WWE I've, I've not Ever seen a problem with that I haven't I mean I, I, I'm not going to sit here and list Guys that I wrestled that were African American and that were great performers that worked in WWE and had much bigger success than I did and had a much bigger push than I did. So I, I I'm a little different than that. I don't think there's any any issue in my opinion. I don't work there. Um, so and I hope I answered your question and I appreciate you asking the question. So and if I offended anyone, I apologize. I don't think I did. Uh, in this day and age today, you never know when you offend people. So that's not my goal. I'm just speaking from my heart. Um, and I, I have no ill will towards anybody I'm just telling you how I feel on that So, alright Wow Now, I'm saying wow Because I, I, I almost This is like a rarity That is a real word um, I, I'm, I, I gotta do Get into the Facebook It's like fifth quarter Jones here But Why wouldn't I be dry mouth? It's unbelievable. Oh, excuse me. Uh, let me get after a water break. Oh my God! These are Jones. Oh. Oh. Water break city right there, baby. All right. Anyways. All right, so now we got to jump straight forward ahead and go into uh, Facebook. So we got to get the paperwork for that because um, it's like it's like I said, it's disjointed here. So I, you know, I'm I, I, babbling over here like a fucking idiot. All right, well, the only way to go into it is just go feet first. That's what they say, feet first, Jones. Uh, three, two, one. Uh, yeah, here we go. So, uh, feet first. All right. So, what do we got here? We have some stuff listed, some stuff not listed. Uh, this is how producers get fired on Taz Show. Just let you know that. So, Facebook at the facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Uh, here we go. Eric Buck. Good moment, sir. I hope all is well. I hope one day you'll get 100% feeling back with your hand. Man, numb city. It's about 85%, Eric. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mojo Raleigh? Uh, Raleigh, uh, I really like this man in the mirror stuff. 
he's showing more intensity than I've seen uh, than wrestlers that are that are having matches on SmackDown and Raw after WrestleMania. Do you think Mojo will have a significant role, or will he stay near the middle? Thank you for reading. If uh, if you keep putting out shows, I'm gonna keep listening. Hashtag Overlock Grover. Hashtag Human Podcast Machine. Hashtag FTW. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Um, I like Mojo. I think he's. I, I think you said the word. First thing I think of is the word you said when it comes to him, and it's uh, you know it's intensity. He always had that intensity and had exuberance, that energy, and now this new character in the mirror that he's pissed off at himself. It's cool. I mean, it's a little different. I like it. He seems. I met him once. He seems very passionate. Look, this guy was a successful football, college football player at a high D1 level at University of Maryland. That's hard to do, um, and he did well. Um, I don't know if he played any pro ball at all or tried out. I'm not really sure, so pardon my ignorance on his uh, after-college football career. But I know this much. He's a legitimate athlete. He's a big, strong, athletic, fast fucking dude with a good look. And um, I hope they push him. They're giving him some love right now, and hopefully it, it gets rolling here. After mania for him Because uh, they're, they're planting seeds for him Which is nice um, It's good It's good That's you know WWE doesn't usually just You know cut the cord After they just try to push a little bit They're going to give him a chance And he's got to make the most Of the opportunity And, and I think he will I like it I, I like the man in the mirror thing He's intense um, Like I said uh, it, it all depends Who they pair him up with that's the thing, like where they're going to go with him for the big, the whatever big push he's going to have. That's the one of the keys. So we'll have to wait and see. But I like it. I like it uh, for sure. So um, anyway, that's the deal. What else we got here? Uh, we got uh, here we go. Bobby Zalowski. Hey Taz, do you still go by Lou Sass or is he retired? No, I'm Lou Sass. Yeah, Lou Sass. Uh, and uh, my uh, alias name is Mike Duruki. So yeah, Lou Sass and Mike Duruki, as most people know. Yes, so great question um, <laughs> uh, We got here uh, Alcon Jerome House As you must, Bawawi making a Taz show Bawami, making a Taz show Appearance, I guess those Terrible NFL prediction paychecks Weren't paying the bills, eh? <laughs> That's true, Bawami's our expert with Predictions on Taz and Moose and he sucks at them um, Anyway, so that's funny What do we get here? Uh, with the la 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 Dean Smith Hi Taz, uh, what was the one move you didn't like being on the receiving end of? Okay, hashtag no sell Jones. Nice hashtag right there. <laughs> uh, shit, man, backdrops was my biggest fear, especially after I hurt my neck. So I really avoided everything. Backdrops after I hurt my neck. When guys are lower to the ground and thicker stock, you built like myself. You're not built for backdrops. Let's just put it that way. You're just your body is not built for backdrops. Yeah. Uh, so backdrop would be the number one thing. Power bombs was never a big fan of power bombs, especially the taller the guy was, the more that shit hurt. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow, God rest his soul, legend. I received power bombs from him, and and even though he's a tall guy, was a tall guy. Bam Bam knew how to protect you. He would. You know, he looked like he drove you to the ground, but he took carry on that fucking thing, man. I gotta tell you. But some taller cats, without naming names, I've had power bombs from. Not a lot. Uh, not fun. Uh, power bomb was up there, one with backdrops. So 
you know but good question i, I don't think i've ever been asked that uh you know what i mean um but uh, good question michael whalen taz you're gonna be at uh, wrestlecon this year it's in nyc uh, be really cool to get a picture and an auto. Your pot is great. Love the free lunches. Uh, yes, sir. I will not be. Uh, WrestleCon Jones. Uh, real quick, I know a lot of people going to this fucking thing here at this hotel in New York City, and that's great. Have a good time. You're going to meet 5,000 wrestlers there. That's awesome. I've had uh, a couple of offers, to be really blunt, that were really good money. Um, and I thank those people without naming their names, uh, the companies that wanted to bring me in, the guys that want to bring me in. The vendors, I should say. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm not, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to come off the wrong way here to you guys. I don't do a lot of appearances. You know that. I don't. I was in your backyard, bro, New York City. I know. I'm in fucking New York City every day. Okay. I work in New York City. Okay. The weekends, guess what I do on the weekends? I don't work. I rest. I rest my, vo- my voice and my body. I don't want to be milling around, fucking around, and just, I just don't. I just don't It's work It's work And I, I, I love meeting fans I do And I'll be meeting fans Sooner rather than later Just not at an appearance So uh, No I will not be at WrestleCon uh, I One of the guys I mean the money was really good And then It was like he's countering His own offer I'm like dude I'm not countering you Like I'm just And he's building the money up I'm like I just I'm not I'm not going You know But I'm not trying to be Like not appreciative Because I am but I just, I, it's my option not to do them And I, I just don't do the appearances uh, Very, very, very rare I'm not saying I'll never do another one again the rest of my life I'm sure eventually I will But I just, it's been a lot of years since I've done one I think the last one I did was at LaGuardia Airport uh, across, That hotel across the street from LaGuardia Airport I should say um, That had to be, she's four years ago, three years ago I think that was the, the last time I saw China She was signing uh, at a table Like right next to my table I haven't seen her in a long I hadn't seen her in a long time And then we'd start talking and stuff And so it was great to see her And you know Miss her And and, uh, God rest her soul also So um, And again It's great to see She's going in the Hall of Fame WWE finally With DX So that's good for her 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 legacy And her fan base Her family You know that's nice uh, For them So that's great And for China But uh, anyway I will not be Michael Whalen At WrestleCon No sir No Sir, not happening uh, Anyway um, Where else are we? Um, Pardeep Sora Hello Taz, how can I get my questions Answered? Thanks Jim Wells Do the wrestlers have creative control Over their design of t-shirts? Oh uh, yeah, big part of that Huge part, good question Big Jim a huge part of that they do Yes they do that's the one thing they do um, For the most part as long as it's Nothing you're not looking to put on there that's Offensive or over the top or If it doesn't connect to your character Or If you're trying to put a logo on there of something Like an you know a, a McDonald's logo You know on a t-shirt like they can't do that Because they'll get an injunction filed Against them to cease and desist and all this stuff So yeah no it's got to be something that's You know what I mean like in the uh, you know in the realm of the character, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, you do have uh, you do have creative control um, over the shirt. That's the one thing. Not not the push. You have some say, but whatever push they're trying to give you and stuff like that. No, you don't have that. Uh, as far as the you know saying how that's done, you know what I mean. But uh, and it takes time. The, the t-shirts, you know, you gotta. It's not like a one-time thing with with the graphic designer that works for the company. I don't know how they do it now. When I was there. 
like in my contract, like I had a deal where I wanted, like basically, I I put it in the contract. Like I, I think back then it wasn't as many guys involved with the t-shirt, like what they wanted on their shirts. And I came out of ECW where I was designing all the merchandise for most of the wrestlers' t-shirts and the logos for the pay-per-views. I was doing all that stuff besides wrestling. Um, so. I wanted to do that And Vince McMahon knew that And they they knew They liked the designs I did So he was like Yeah He said We'll put it in your contract That you design all your own shit I go great And that's what I did So They aligned me with One of their uh, Main t-shirt designers uh, Back then uh, uh, Hall Which is fun Doing Taz Hall His last name was Hall Oh god I forget his first name I can see his face right Cliff Cliff Hall uh, Was great He worked there for a long time I think Cliff now Has a graphic design company Of his own and I think he lives in Nashville or Knoxville. I can't remember. But anyway, um, just talking out, thinking out loud. So, yeah, so I would deal with Cliff on a regular basis. He was like my guy from WWE, and I would tell him what I want. And Or sometimes he'd come to the shows. We'd sit there with his computer, his laptop, and go over it. And yeah, so it's a whole process. TNA similar. You know, I just kind of did my own designs. And a lot of times at that point, I would design my own stuff and just send them to their artists and and they would import them the way they needed to for their T-shirt printing. So, um, so that's how uh, that's how that was done. But yeah, good good question for sure. Uh, where else we have? We have uh, James Russell. Did you ever come close to signing with WCW? Ah, interesting. Yeah, I think I mentioned this a long time ago here. Um, you know, I, I I did, but I didn't. There was at that time they were grabbing a lot of uh, ECW guys, and you know, I know there was feelers put out towards me and people close to me. To say they gave me a full blown offer would be a lie, but they were heavy. I think I made my point. So I don't. I, so I'm not one of these guys that comes out years later on a pod and I tell you where the body's buried. I just not my thing, you know. There's plenty of other guys that give you content like that. <laughs> But you have a good question And the thing is I have uh, they, they did There was definitely feelers Where they wanted to get my thoughts on it Full blown Here's a contract Or here's the money in the term Blah 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 No Not like that uh, So anyway So that's the deal Douglas Davis Jr Thoughts on New Japan coming to Dallas Yeah I think that's what July or something I remember when It's in the summer I know that I think it's great I think it's fucking great Dallas, Dallas, Texas, man it's Great wrestling town They're going to embrace um, What New Japan does And stuff like that I, I think it's awesome I really do I think it's awesome It's just good for wrestling um, It really is I think it's great I got I, 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 I talked to somebody From New Japan About it And uh, About three weeks ago And without naming names And they were very excited about it And the company's excited to do stuff uh, A big, big show that they're doing That they're going to be doing there in Dallas So, you know, uh, that's the deal Brian Clodaham, uh What match do you think Will close WrestleMania? Oh, wow, look at this guy He wants Prediction Jones already Can't do that now, bro Can't come out here and just give you predictions like and it's not even WrestleMania yet. Like why? Like why? Like why would I do that, sir? Think about that. Think about that. And by the way, I want to. Earlier, I mentioned. I talked to answer a question from the gentleman um, about uh, wrestlers in WWE and about African American athletes in WWE. And I, I gave you my unfiltered thoughts on that and how I really felt. 
Also, I noticed this yesterday. I saw something on WWE's website. Um, the WrestleMania banner ad has <laughs> right on there is obviously the three ladies that the big big star match for for the Royal Women's title with Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and obviously Charlotte. Also on there is Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Um, uh, Roman Reigns I thought Finn Balor as the demon was interesting on there On the banner Bobby Lashley's on there uh, And the New Day So <laughs> if you're not getting pushed And you're not being embraced And Kofi Kings is in the front of the New Day by the way If you're not getting pushed You're not on that banner I, And I, I, that's, that's, that's the wrong statement If you're on that It's a better way to word this set, this, that statement If you're on a Wrestlemania banner guys if you're one of the few to be on that banner, when I say few, it's a handful of people, seven guys and girls, whatever. That's awesome. Like that's a big deal. Like you know backstage, you say to each other, yo, they put me on a banner. This is pretty fucking badass. Like, dude, that's a push. Like that's a push. So, you know. Uh anyway, back to the question. You know, it's it, I I who's what's gonna be the main event at WrestleMania? Like who who should what match should be the main event? It's kind of a I guess it maybe it's not a prediction because you're not saying who's gonna win. So I'm gonna be yelling at the guy. And I I think the main event should be and will be Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Charlotte. So for the uh, for the women's uh, Royal Women's Championship, that's what I think the main event will be, and that's what I think it should be. Um, yeah, so that's that's I don't I don't think it's going to be Brock and and uh, Seth Rollins. I don't. Just my uh, opinion. Um, so that's the deal. All right, guys, uh, look at. I mean, we are at a point here where this is. We used to do something called fifth quarter, uh, E five live. Uh, you know all the stuff we used to do. The stuff fifth quarter when I'd go over the two hours of the Taz show. Oh well, yeah. I've went on and beyond, you know, this loaded Taz Hall over an hour Jones. So what more am I going to do here except say thank you to all of you? That's all I can really say is thank you. And you guys are great. And I, you know, I love you all. You guys know that. And I love the support and I love it. And you guys have been great and you're all the best. And the main thing is, for me is just, you know, no matter who you're tweeting at or Instagram from the business, be cool, right? Be cool. Be smart. You know, don't act like a jabroni. No one likes jabronis. And you guys, for the most part, are all great. Just don't want to act like a mock. No one likes that. Don't act like a cool mock. Don't be a corny mark. You are a mark. You know what I mean? Don't do that. On that note, uh, it's a wrap, guys. So I appreciate the love. I appreciate everybody who subscribes to the show. If you're not subscribed to the show, it's your first time listening. What the hell are you doing? Subscribe to the friggin' show and tell everybody else about it. Don't cost you a fucking dime. Go to go to buy a t-shirt for God's sakes. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com and put in search bar T-A-Z. And buy yourself a Path of Rage shirt, a human suplex machine shirt. What the fuck are you waiting for? All right, guys, I'll be at you the rest of the week. I have another drop coming up here this week. I'm Taz, you're not. I'll talk to you soon. Back then, when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. 
And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing